Welcome to the Christmas edition of the 315 podcast right here from Jackson First Baptist Church. My name is Keith and Chris is alongside and Chris, Merry Christmas 2022. Amen. And we look forward to spending this time with you and your family. Uh, We hope that you're rejoicing as you look forward to planning whatever festivities that you have. Uh, We thank you for continuing uh, to support our podcast through your questions and interactions. Again, you can always do so by uh, contacting us through the information that's listed below in the description on whatever podcast software you're choosing to listen to us today. But as we walk through our time together today, we're going to just share some of our Christmas memories um, that we've had, that we've treasured, uh, maybe some ones we haven't liked as well. I, we'll just see how the dis- discussion goes, but it's just the time together to celebrate uh, what Christ has done and, and to celebrate families together. Yeah, and what a joy it is to have a biblical background with Christmas because I know a lot of families that didn't and traditions and things. And our program manager, John Joseph, wanted us to do this edition and kind of a lighthearted thing just so the folks can know about us. And But, but it's, it's impossible just to do it that way uh, because such impact that Christ has had, uh, Chris, in our lives, coming to know the Lord, uh, you and a family without Christ, and then coming to know the Lord, you know, the, the angel said, Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And then when you came to know Christ, that just changes everything about Christmas, uh, New Year's. It changes every day, but in particular, it changes Christmas. It does, and it, and it helps to um, just thinking of the appreciation, because uh, with it being such a consumer-driven holiday now and, and you know, that we uh, often spend more time thinking about the gift that we're going to give someone else or, um, you know, the toys that we've already bought Josiah and we're wrapped up and they're under the tree now. Um, we, we think of those things, but if we get so caught up in that, then we can miss the ultimate gift that God gave humanity. Yeah, John asked us to share our favorite Christmas memories, and, and, and really is, I think, my favorite thing was when my dad got saved when I was seven. Uh, he began to read the Christmas story. Our family would gather on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. Uh, my brother, his wife, his son, uh, my sister and her husband, and mom and dad and my grandparents before they passed away. And it was so cool. We would sit down. We'd have a meal together on, on Christmas Eve, and then... We would go in and open the presents after Dad read the Christmas story. Mom, for years, would try to get Dad to read it before he was saved, and he wouldn't do it. But that first year when I was seven, when Dad came to know Christ, and he read the Christmas story, Hmm. for me, that was the greatest gift I got that year. Uh, And there's been a lot of others, too, but that's one of my memories. Give us a memory from you. Yeah, I think... You know, the appreciation of that is knowing where we were, too. And there's a large age gap between me and my brother. Um, And so uh, there was, uh, this is before we had come to Christ, we had taken him to sit on Santa. And my my brother is one of the, um, one of the most gullible kids. But if you've seen the movie Elf, like, he would he would be the elf guy. Like, he is all about Christmas, even at a young age. And so we got in the line um, to see Santa Claus so he could sit on to him, his wish list, whatever. 
that they do. And, and I'm the one taking through the line. Cause my dad's like, I'm not taking them through there. You, you got it. <laughs> so we go through the line and he finally catches a glimpse of Santa Claus. And in this mall where there are hundreds of other little kids and families, he starts screaming, Santa, I know you. It's me, Tristan. Yay. And he did that from the middle of the line until we got to the front of the line. Mm. And I was so thankful to be his older brother in that moment. <laughs> but but I, I think of that lighthearted memory. Uh, I think of uh, one year my parents pranked pranked me. Uh, they, uh, they put coal in my stocking and wrapped it in like a little gift things. And so I opened up coal that uh, that Christmas morning. Uh, they still laugh about it. Um, I still have scars and yes, some, yeah, scar. some PTSD about it. But but uh, I think of those fun memories. But you're right. The perspective changes when the relationship with Christ changes. Amen. And so we, we do have a ton of fun ones. When we lived in Indiana um, and we'd have the fortunate when it would snow on Christmas oh, yeah, morning. There's nothing... Too. You know, it's beautiful to wake up on a Christmas day and see snow out there and we get in our snowball fights or build a snowman or, you know, light the fire and, and have all of that. But, you know, as good as those memories were, nothing compares to waking up and, and celebrating the birth of Christ. Amen. You know, that, that is so life-changing. One of my favorite memories uh, after getting married was when John came along uh, Beth and, and Keith so loved him so well. He's he's five years and a half younger than than Beth, and so they would all want to sleep sleep in the same room on Christmas Eve. And so uh, when John got to where he understood things and doing that, he'd try to get him out of bed at three a.m. <laughs> and so yeah. so and Keith was always the one who couldn't take it. So he would come into the room. He said, "Either you put him to bed, or I'm going to kill him." <laughs> and, so, and so that that was the memory. But probably the well, Sherry. Um, Sherry grew up in a home with seven, identical twin. Uh, her dad had to quit early because he had a heart attack. And so they, they were not impoverished but very poor in one sense. And Sherry was raised to appreciate everything. Yeah. And our first Christmas together, I, ga I gave her a ring. And it was, I mean, it, of course now it's probably worth, it's worth a lot of money because things are so much more valuable price-wise. A little small ring. And I can remember I, I wrapped it in nine different boxes. Hmm. And and uh, she started opening it. And she was so excited. And it got down to a little small box. And in her in her love and kindness, she couldn't imagine what something like that would be. And when she opened that box, and she just began to cry. Hmm. And I, I've shared it many Christmas Eves and services we do that that's what Christ is to somebody that understands it. It, it It is the pearl of the greatest of price. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Sherry thanked me for three months for that gift uh, after that. And and that's what, what Christ's coming is about. He comes into a world where people are spiritually impoverished. Yeah. And he came to that world and he says, I'm going to identify with you. I'm going to be one of you except this one thing, I'm God. And I'm going to be perfect and I'm going to give my life in your place. And so Christmas for our home has always been extremely special. And I want you to share another one that I want to come back and share the first time I went to Africa and came back for Christmas. So that, but give, give yeah. us another story. Yeah, another one for me is when Catherine and I uh, got married and we're, you know, you start to bridge, um, you know, what you did and, and, and you know, f the different traditions between the families. And, uh, but both of us had the tradition on Christmas Eve of 
going to see the Christmas lights and driving oh, yeah. them around. Now, I think the more north you go, the more people are apt to <laughs> to participate. Uh, because the more south, south you go. Yeah, <laughs> the south, south Georgia, they are not the most keen on putting out their Christmas decorations. But but uh, I remember even as a kid loading up and, and going to do that. And so we're like, well, what what memory are we going to forge? Like, what what's the mm-hmm. thing that we're going to do together that's just a little bit different? We knew we were going to do the Christmas story uh, because it was just a non-negotiable. We're going to read that and appreciate and have a time of prayer together as a family and, and time of Thanksgiving um, as well. But then we're like, okay, well, what's next that could just be a little bit different? And and we were just sitting there, and, and uh, she goes, well, what about something homemade? And I said, sounds good to me. And she made cinnamon rolls. Oh, I've had those yeah, cinnamon rolls. Yeah, and they are phenomenal. Mm. I only get them one time of the year because they're Christmas cinnamon rolls. I talked them up last year, and people have put in orders. I don't think she's going to fulfill them because they're my cinnamon rolls. And uh, But it's just something that we do together. Uh, where she gets up, um, and we go ahead and get the pot of coffee going. Uh, we get up at 4 before Josiah does. We have a time of prayer together in preparation, and then... We just get to enjoy that morning with her and I before the rush of, you know, sometimes it could be chaos, but the rush of everything else going on, her and I get that intimate moment together. That's good. And, and that, that's something I cherish is not being forced awake <laughs> on Christmas, but, but just having time to settle with her and, and love on her before Josiah even enters that's the room good. or before we go do whatever's next on that day. And so that's a that's a, a memory and one that will continue to build on in the future years as well. Yeah, one of the things we've always done, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, is we always have people from our church or, or around us over for the meal. Sherry and I always cook the meal together, which is a great thing. But we've raised our kids, and I think it's a special thing because they're always asking. And some of the stories I can't share today because we've we've had some – characters at our tables <laughs> i'm looking up at our program manager now i know he's thinking about one one particular one that we can't share but we've just had some of those one and we'll think about that mm-hmm. about those wonderful times of just having somebody to our house and uh, enjoying those those times of fellowship together you well, you know pajamas buy new pajamas every yeah. year at most of christmas edition but the one that that really sticks out to me with that when i went to africa in 2013 for the first time Ovi just sent me a little thing, our missionary, uh, this week to remind me of, of the anniversary of that. When I came back, uh, we put up the Christmas tree. I'd been so affected that for the first time in my life, I realized there's only one gift that counts, and that's the gift of Christ. And all the other gifts, are, if you're not careful, they diminish that. Yeah. And I can remember saying to Sherry, we're not doing gifts this year. <laughs> and I can remember her saying, well, I, you can do that with me, but the kids will not understand. And 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 again, old, they're older except for John at that time. And I remember that we settled on that we would we would buy something for for the kids in Africa, and then we would give it in honor of our kids. And we put an envelope in the tree for each one of their names on. And I can still remember all three of them not being disappointed mm-hmm. when they realized that part of what they were going to get was given to someone else. And uh, I mean, for me, that's so special to know yeah. that that God had changed our home, so that we, that we could we could give away to other people's homes. Because Christmas has so many many different uh, viewpoints in that. We did Santa, 
yeah. with our kids. We always told them from the start, that's crazy. We always told them that it was a fictitious thing mm -hmm. because we did not want them to someday think, well, if Santa's fictitious and they told me that's real, would Jesus not be real? Yeah. We we did, I, we did the cookies. I've ate some nasty cookies through the years. <laughs> that that by bunch of, you may yeah. have too. Well, the first time uh, Josiah experienced Santa, we didn't have a say in it. He was at a daycare, and then a week later, um, he was too young. To, he wasn't talking really that well. And then uh, a week later, we got when we went to pick him up. She goes, "Oh yeah, here's this picture of Santa," and I was like, "Oh, so I guess I guess we're doing Santa." <laughs> um, but. But we 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 are the same way. We we want to make sure that we're we're truthful, yeah, uh, with our kids. And and it's not to say that if others do it, they're you know they're in the wrong. But this is just the perspective we have that yeah. that we want to honor Christ um, through our obedience to Him. Well, my second yeah. worst Christmas memory is relating to that. I, that brought it up in my mind. Because I heard on a previous podcast, you call me the old man, so I must mm -hmm. be getting older. Yeah. But uh, I made the mistake as a young 25-year-old pastor of saying from the pulpit on Christmas Eve service that Santa Claus wasn't real. Oh, boy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, buddy. And, <laughs> and the email and the emails and because emails just come in to be there yeah. and, and the coup that was that next night. And so I could I could remember that, that was not a good Christmas Eve for me. No, and... <laughs> And our our boy now is a a talker, so I know he's going to break ah, the hearts. Oh so, yeah, oh yeah. So I have to we have to re remind him, don't say anything, <laughs> or, or please don't. Um, but but yeah, it is funny to to see. And and some some parents will take you to task over mm -hmm. it. So but it's okay. It, it it's because for them it's their family tradition. Yep. And. And many of them, you know, we know are Christians and all of that, and they're going to honor Christ with their kid and, and sharing Christ with them as well. So we're not diminishing that. Um, it's just, you know, making sure that regardless of our traditions, the one that doesn't hit the back burner is the one that's about Christ. That's right. One of our crazy traditions, too, and it, it was from Sherry's side of the family, that not crazy, but just her side of the family, that <laughs> they had a, a little Santa. A wooden Santa, they'd hide, and you had to find it. Mm -hmm. So somehow or another, in our house, it, it's it's and you being a uh, Notre Dame fan would love that. It's a leprechaun. Oh yeah, it's this crazy little leprechaun that we have, <laughs> and and whoever finds it gets to hide it. Okay, and so it's hidden the Christmas tree. There's just certain areas, and so they've been doing that, for, and that's a funnest. And so whenever they come, it's the first thing you want to know: where's the leprechaun? Hmm. And so what that has to do with the Christmas, I don't know, <laughs> but we do it. Yeah, no pot of gold. No pot of gold. Uh, all right, all yeah. right. Well, I'm not going to look for him then. That's it. <laughs> but you know, also we uh, through every every year we buy Sherry a Christmas ornament from somewhere we've been in the mm. world. So what one of our trees is dedicated to that. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, somewhere we either been in ministry or been as a family, and, and of course the kids may not care. They may throw it in the trash somewhere, but <laughs> it's a, it's a good thing because Sherry and I'll take one night and we'll just stand around the tree and give thanks to God. Mm. Uh, there are th there are three ornaments that we have that I, I always dread getting out because they're baby rattles. There are those three of our kids that went home to be with the Lord before they were born, hmm. and so when we put them on the tree, it's always that moment. But then it's a good moment because I know someday I'll see them. Yeah. Because that baby Jesus grew up and hung on a cross, and he died and he rose again. And I'm telling that that's the other part of Christmas that's so amazing. Hmm. Yeah, it's just a remembrance of, 
of what was to come and, and that God kept his word. Amen. And he was faithful in that. And so we give thanks. And we hope that in this podcast that you're encouraged as you're thinking about with your family, the traditions that you're planning to do, or you may have already started doing them as well. I know that um, by the time this comes out to you, we would have already set up all of our Christmas stuff, probably pre-Thanksgiving, not knowing my wife. <laughs> but but uh, I, I'm just thankful for the time that we can sit back and just reminisce on what God has done, Amen. what he is going to do, and what he ha- and what uh, he'll do for your families as well. And we'd love to hear your stories and the traditions that you have. Um, and we would ask that you would please honor us in sharing those with us. Uh, that we too may uh, find joy in hearing, um, and and if there are ways that we can pray for you as well, That's I know right. that um, that this this season also can be um, a season that can be dark for some family members that may have lost someone along the way, and and we, and if you need someone to reach out to and contact, we'd love to sit down and pray with you and and hear from you as well and comfort you in that as well. But there's no great greater comfort than this that knowing that God loved us so much that He would send His Son to die on a cross so that we would be reconciled to him. And as we rejoice in this season, we hope that you and your family will as well. Again, we ask that you'd reach out to us. You can do so through the information that's on um, the description of the uh, whatever podcast uh, listening platform that you chose to and um, listen in with us this week. And we look forward to hearing from you in the weeks to come. Um, we hope that you have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. God bless.